Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, right away, you started hooking up people like you were 19 again. What was that like? Was it like... Uh... Why didn't you hook up with Tom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you pissed? Is that what this is all about? Is I think Tom's fishing right. for a little... He's a little yeah. jealous. listening to Divorce Party with Monica Casey and Tom Arnold. Our guest today is a divorce coach, a spiritual coach, and a mother of five. Can't wait to see what that's like. Please welcome to the show, Lee Keckner. What the heck, Keckner? What the heck, girl? What the heck, girl? Wait, um, I was just looking at, first of all, how, how do you know Tom? And I was just looking at your bio, and I see that you produced a film called the mindfulness movement. And I think that's amazing. And I want to hear. I'm a spiritual teacher and, uh, and an empowerment coach. Cool. That's my motherfucking jam girl. I help people feel better. Move out of the crazy ass spinning brains into their hearts. I love that. No big deal. Just helping people. That's all. Just fucking saving one life at a time. Helping people live their best lives. Into the motherfucking world. One head to heart at a time. Do you have five children? I have five. How many do you have, sweetheart? I only have a one. Oh, she's great. How old is yeah. she? She's nine. So she's still sweet, but also semi turning into a bitch. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I have, I have seriously two of the sweetest girls I've ever met in my life, my daughters, and they turned into insane mean people you know, around 15, 14 to 16. Yeah. I was like, people are like, oh, you just wait. I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. I'm done. Uh, well, hopefully they circle back to being They're the- back. They're lovely again. Oh, good. How old are they now? I'm um, 21 and 17. Oh, awesome. Right? So cool. And I got and- a 12-year-old who's badass. Girl, boy, 
she's a girl. Her name's Eve. And she's like this. Um, she, she doesn't give a shit what people think. Amazing. Hey, Tom. How are you? How are good. you? Good. We're already getting acquainted. Oh, yeah. Good. She's, 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 she's a, she is a, a one of a kind. How do you two know each other? Lee's uh, husband uh, is a guy that I've worked with, uh, Dave Kector, ex-husband, Dave Kector, comedian, and uh, and that's I think how I got to know Lee. You know, but she's had her, she's got always had her own thing going, and uh, she's a person that has blossomed after she got divorced. I'm, Wait, I'm not, should we put this on air? No, I love I'm, that. I'm, we're already recording. Oh, yeah. already going. Nothing against uh, anybody else, but the person you are now, I assume you were always that person, but you have really uh, uh, bloomed, blossomed. You're more, you know, and uh, it, it's that's a hard thing to do in some relationships because, you know, the other person is, for instance, in the entertainment business or whatever, whatever. But you really, uh, uh, I can't think of anybody else that's changed more in a positive way. Uh, that the Lee Kecker, I, I, you know, mm. very, very uh, spiritual and wanting to help people and wanting uh. to, you know, to claim her own uh, turf. And uh, she's done amazingly well. Oh, by the way, I got I love uh, you and thank you for that. My buddy's uh, putting you back dooring you on Raya. I, I hope <laughs> I, I, I wanted that to mean something else, but he's putting you in the uh, my buddy Mike McGinnis is uh and by the way, this I'm not sure what the hell Tom's talking about, but I'm sure it's good and dandy. I think oh, it's I, about I, getting you on Raya immediately. Listen, oh, I'm excited about that because I applied for that dating app and never heard anything. And I was like, what? How does this thing work? And then you have it in. I want that in, Tom. I want to flick through that Raya. I'll send you the details. You know, uh, Monica, a friend of ours, uh, Leah Black, uh, and this is Raya, which I'm learning about. I've had uh, 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 women that are in the, the uh, journalism business reach out, and uh, and uh, one of them, I, uh, our congressman, our congressman of Northern California, uh, Eric Swalwell, who's a buddy of mine, he said, hey, you know, Lauren really would like to, how do we figure out how to get her on there? And so I introduced her to Mike McGinnis, and, and uh, uh, he did it. But Leah called me one time and said, I'd like to get, the ex-wife of the president of Mexico. Got divorced. <laughs> and I, I like it's an exclusive. You think Wait, that, is the Mike McGinnis guy the guy who created the app? He was, he's involved with the creation. Like he owns, uh, I forget how it went, but he's always involved. Mike McGinnis, a long time uh, sober guy, long time great friend of mine. And he's always, he's younger than me, but he's always uh, working on this or that or things that seem very strange until they happen. And then, uh, so let's pull those strings, Tom, because you have made that gracious offer. But I'm one who really follows through when people offer something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I need my string pulled if that's possible in some other area. You need your what? String pulled. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you have sex this weekend, Tom? No, I did not. I haven't had sex, as you know, for six and a half years. But there is a woman meeting me in uh, uh, Buffalo at a casino I'm performing at this weekend up okay. and uh, it's a woman i met once but we've communicated 
why on earth haven't you had sex in six or seven years? Because you're a funny, attractive fellow. Well, I, I assume I could have, but you know, if you get divorced three times, you could, you could go, oh, those crazy bitches. But you get divorced four times, you go, oh shit, it's me. So you. Well, wanna... I think you can say it's me after the first, at least half. That's after the second, true. definitely need to look at that. Right. Well, there's been a lot of, uh, as you know, Lee and Monica definitely knows, there's been a lot of, of. Uh, I'm just grateful to have my kids here. <laughs> That's all. And but I do think it's important they see me with. Uh, with somebody loving on me or, you know, being nice to me. Well, not to speak for Tom, but we've been doing this podcast now for, I want to say like maybe six months. Yeah, maybe. And what I've learned is, is that Tom is having to learn how to, how he's going to start dating in the real world and not leading with, Hey, I'm going to come fix all your problems. Like, Oh, I'm going to swoop in and pay for this. Oh, you need your bills paid or you need a doctor for this or that so and what with his personality in his heart. What I'm hearing is that Tom is of service. He shows love by being of service and yes. helping people. Yes. Right? A lot of times when I talk to people and they want to do for others, I say, do everything you want for others to yourself first. Fill yourself up with everything you want to help others with, right? right? When you're full and secure, you can approach another full and secure. Yeah. When you're wanting to fix and do this, it's like, okay, what's going on inside of you that needs your love? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what I don't fixing. So I do masturbate. So that's covered. Like I would like that someone else did. I would do that with somebody else. I would like to be masturbated and I would like to have my back scratched and Ooh. I would like to have somebody in my home that I can say, hey, these guys want to sell me two furnaces. Do I need both? Yeah. Right. I want that partnership. Yeah. <laughs> <Yesterday>, <laughs> because I bought both. Yeah. I them. There is a, there's one woman in my life and that and she is turning eight on Monday, my daughter. And we went to CVS last night and they have back scratchers that kind of come out like antenna out and we were <laughs> cute it is uh, cute but it doesn't satisfy me because i'm doing too much work for the same silver area i'll do we were just talking about touch being touch deprived because i felt touch i felt so touch deprived because i didn't have sex for two and a half years after i went through my divorce so it was just so weird to get back into it again. But I just came home from running a bunch of errands and there was this huge box that I ordered something super heavy that I have to take to someone's house. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to get this box in my car? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a hell of a problem. Now, yeah, but also you had been married, you've been with that guy. So there's only one person that's that's touched you in, how many years was that, Monica? Me? Um, I mean, we were together for like 13 years. Yeah. And what, and what about you, Lee? Uh, uh, we were married 22. Jesus Christ. They had five kids. You only get 22 for murder. Things, things started to go south around 17. And I fought like hell to keep everything together and save him and keep my family together. And, you know, I held this belief that this was my guy until I died. And that belief almost killed both of us. It's like, how low did he have to go till I would finally let go? And I'm spiritual and kind of looking back at it now, I'm like in deep gratitude for David for sticking with it because we were no longer equally yoked. But because of that belief, I would have fucking gone to the grave trying to save him because we're supposed to be together. No, we're not. And I had found- I was aware that you were 
doing that. You know, David and I have, I think we're alcoholics. We're, we're, we're addicts, we're alcoholics. And people, the best people uh, we end up with that are not that, and they do try, the whole, first of all, the whole relationship comes about that. Screwed up guy, savior, screwed up guy. And then, uh, uh, you know, it becomes impossible for both people really to be in, totally intimate because you're always like, should I lie? I'm going to lie. And then you were like, doing everything you can to save your husband's life. Well, like, yeah. Oh, and beyond. and you're, you're, it's like when someone goes on a diet so their spouse can lose weight. And I feel like you were doing that. Well, you know, I didn't know anything about addiction. And I'll have to tell you, I have such deep compassion and understanding about what people go through because of what I went through. And to see my beloved, who's one of the most wonderful men that I knew, turn into someone I didn't recognize was the most painful thing in my life to have this guy who I loved and was there for our children. We had so much freaking fun together. And then literally it started going down and then it turned. And then I was like, I know you're in there. Come out, David, come out. And then eventually I couldn't see him in there and I knew it was time to go. And then I went to Al-Anon on my hands and knees and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, I made myself talk every day because I wanted to get it out. It was so heavy. But uh, it, uh, the whole experience, you know, I'll have to say I had judgment on divorce in the past thinking they didn't try hard enough. But when you have someone who won't try, when you have someone that sits down, you're done. Yeah. And it's what we go. We put ourselves through hell trying to make something work that's not working. And that's that's the disservice. That's the destruction to ourselves. Yeah. And, and I, I think especially when you have kids too, because I was in major therapy before I finally, I before I left. And I mean, she was a tough cookie and she'd be like, okay, the longer you stay, the longer you're telling your daughter that this type of behavior is okay. And she's being imprinted, you know, all the things and it's, but it can be paralyzing. It can be paralyzing. Kids. Yeah. For our kids. And, and that's the worst thing we can do because we're modeling what dysfunction looks like. We're showing them what marriage looks like. We're showing them how it's okay to be treated. It's messed up. It's mm -hmm. like when it's over, it's over. The kids are resilient and they want to see you thrive and be happy. That's what we're here to model. And whatever that looks like, if you stay in a loveless marriage, they said the greatest, Carl Jung is my favorite. He says the greatest disservice in the life of a child is the unlived life of the parent. Yep. Mm -hmm. When you're modeling mediocrity and you're in hell, holy, do you know how you're setting your kid up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, think it, I could say for sure that the three of us uh, tried everything. <laughs> and then to get out of that, you go, you know, okay, I'm going to get out of this. And then we're going to each get, like you guys, I saw Dave, with your kids the other night at premiere, I took my kids to, and uh, looking good, just a very uh, typical family, you know, every kid's different, and I love seeing it, but that, but if you really think about the kids, you gotta do it, it's hard, and there's yeah. a lot of things that you go through. In my case, it's never ended, the uh, animus, you know, which you also could figure out, how am I gonna deal with this thing? How am I gonna not engage with this person? And, uh, um, you know, you slow, I've slowly figured out, well, the judges figured out, like, you can only communicate to something. There are ways to figure it out. In a perfect world, like you guys, you end up co-parenting. No, who's who? Who? What perfect world? Not me. Oh. I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, we, yeah, I'm sure for you, Lee, I don't know. I mean, I have 
great co-parenting moments and then I have some we don't have co-parenting at all Dave we don't speak yes. oh okay when I try and say hey that sounds perfect I'm jealous <laughs> oh no but but it's like when we speak I'm like hey could you get her today because I have something that came up and there's no response or when I ask him a question he responds through the children yeah. and it's oh, so okay. unnecessary that is no I'm good. like I am like this he's 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 very angry and it's all focused on me yeah. and I'm like this Dave I love you yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not we're not together anymore but I know what's under there I'm your biggest fan I got your freaking back brother I love yeah. you and I'm here with wide open arms when you're ready to come so yeah. when he pulls a dagger and shoots now it passes me because mm-hmm. I had to fill myself up with love. And now I just say a prayer because anyone who's hurting or acting like a dick, they're hurting. Why do I want to hurt him more? So I don't engage. Okay. But what you're saying is you open arms. If he wants to hook up once in a while, you're there. Is that what you're saying? That's what I hear. I'm, yes. I'm like, would you like to come? We're doing tree trimming tonight with the kids. Oh, oh that right. would like to come. But you have to be kind and respectful. If you yeah. can't, you can't. So I have boundaries. I love the kill them with kindness. I feel like that's what I tried to stick to through my whole, um, through my whole divorce. And it's funny because sometimes they're really receptive to it. And sometimes it almost makes them angrier. Oh, angry. That would fuel Dave. I think it's the, the person who chooses to leave, uh, and, and have healthier boundaries. They, they can be angry about that. But you do have to get angry. That's something I've learned from this podcast. We've had some attorneys on that say, you know, if you get, if this situation keeps, it's okay to get angry. You know, you don't always have to be, and that's, that's been helpful with me. Uh, what we know. Yeah, yes. You don't have to take anything. You don't have to put up with anything, but the key to everything in life is to come here first. Yeah. Because if we're not freaking grounded here and we know who we are, I was a hot mess after my divorce and I did not wait to get back into making out with people. I became 19 again and was running like a chicken with my head cut off making out. And hooked up with this guy and I I started to heal, right? I got back to myself and all of a sudden I go, oh shit, I was feeling pretty bad when I attracted you. I'm sorry, I'm feeling better now. That's that's not my deal. Oh, that's awesome. it's, it's, It's that I allowed myself to do what I needed to have fucking go crazy, right? I have a a question. So since, cause I, I love talking about when people leave and then they go right into the hooking up and the dating. Did you get married really young? You know, no, but I'm going to tell you this. I married David at 30. We had a first kid at 33. Okay. I was not young, but before I met him, I had low self-esteem. David's unconditional love put me on my path to healing and I never stopped. It felt so damn good. Every day I come here. And mm-hmm. so when he left and I looked down in the foundation, I thought my life was built on at, as his wife and it mm-hmm. was gone. I was like, who the fuck am I now? And that's when I was just like, I got off my path so deeply during his illness mm-hmm. that I was a hot mess and I acted as one. Uh, I wore yeah. myself out. And then I was like, all right, come set down. Come here. <laughs> You're okay, baby. I had to come and like talk myself back to me. Yeah. And figure out what, I mean, also essentially figuring out, we talk about this all the time. Like, what do you like? How do you want to spend your time? How do you want to decorate your new place? Because we spend so many years and in your case, decades 
co-doing everything with someone else and sometimes maybe letting them have more of a say than you and, you know, vice versa. Yeah. I remember for me, after he moved out, the next year was my year of grieving. I literally was like on a couch crying and a holiday would come. We did the same holiday for 22 years with the same families. They were all gone. Mm. We're with Dave. And I was like, okay. Oh no, it's it's Valentine's Day. What did I used to do? So I had to like grieve every freaking holiday. After that year, I stood up and I was like, oh wait, my feet are firmly planted on the ground. I was like, oh, oh God. Who would you have me be now that I'm no longer his wife? Let's go. I'm in. I'm ready. And that's when I started having fun again and going, hell yes, to things that lit me up. I think you always were fun. I, I think I've always, I've always thought of you as a great character, you know. And uh, I think that, uh, uh, so when this happened, uh, I, I could see what would be on the other side for you. You'd just be more of, more lead. I got back to me. You've always had that. You've always more had that. lead. That's the name of your book. More lead. <laughs> yeah. That's I actually am writing a book, but it's not more lead. Are you good? Lee, That'll come. Me, I have a question. You got married at 30. And you're, are you, you must be older than you appear. Because that's like 52 years, I think, if I had a Yeah, I'm, I'm 57 years old. That's crazy. Girl. That's don't crazy. make me pull up my shirt and flex my muscles and okay. my stomach. Yes, girl. And five kids, Tom. I know. Somebody that's had five kids and looks like that. I Snatch. know. It's crazy. Snatch. It's crazy. crazy. And I'll tell you, kids are some, divorce is a pressure cooker of hell. And I think it either crushes you or you learn about yourself. You know, the second I got back, I got back into a healthy zone, I go, okay, what was my part? Mm -hmm. What was my part? And I think this is key in healing and breaking the patterns for the next person. Yeah. What was my part? And yeah. when I started to explore, I thought, David was a very sensitive guy and he would come and say, I need to talk to you about something. He'd be kind of upset. Well, when I was younger, I didn't know this and I would kind of roll over David, right? I would go, well, wait a second, I'm going to tell you, right? And I roll over him, but he needed to be heard and that didn't feel good. But when I went to therapy and explored it, my mom used to tell on me, my dad used to beat the shit out of me, whatever she told on me. And so when my dad would come and I'd feel that, I'd go, wait a second. And I'd try and plead my case. So I was carrying that pattern into my marriage. So Dave would come upset and I'd roll right over him. So he was hurt. I didn't feel good. And it, and we weren't connecting. And I understand why he wasn't thriving, right? That doesn't feel good. But I wasn't aware of it when I was in it. But reflecting back now, I'm like, when I date someone, I'm like, hey, I have this pattern when I feel threatened to save myself. I don't want to do it anymore. So if you feel me come on strong, just kind of make it motion. So I can come here and heal and show up in a new way. Otherwise, we're going to have the same freaking thing for our eighth marriage. Yes. Well, you know, addiction is a terrible, terrible disease. I, it's a dark thing. It's a lonely place. It's a lot of shame. And uh, sometimes people have, that's part of their, what's in Dave's head is like, okay, I'm going to kill you, meaning Dave. Well, I'm going to ruin everything that you, because then we can get these people that care about you out of here so I can have you by myself. This addiction. Now I own you. Now I can really fuck with you. And, uh, and, and perhaps part of, you know, 
what you guys went through was because that no part, no fault of your own, obviously, but there was literally nothing you could do. You tried. And it took me years to wear myself out to get it. Yeah. Mm. But well, that's like, how I learn. It's on my knees with some skin so, knees. Lee, I've got to ask you a question. Let's go back to when you started hooking up with randos. Uh, well, right away, you started hooking up people like you were 19 again. What was that like? Was it like... Uh, Why didn't you hook up with Tom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you pissed? Is that what this is all about? I it's think Tom's fishing for a little... He's a little yeah. jealous. That's I don't what know I if you remember, Lee, there was a late night uh, call where you and I were out there and I was like, okay. He's this like, is, is this something? Is this a chance? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like, okay, this is... You know, I'm starting, I started talking a little dirty. It, it was... Uh, so we did not have a sexy dirty call i remember the call and you were saying the nicest shit to me like you are so cool and i love watching your stuff and even through the hell you're still you and and you were saying all those things and i was like tom i think i really like you yeah i needed that call especially at the, you know i haven't had a lot of calls like that but i, I remember feeling a little tingly going okay there's something else out there that uh, this, and my kids are asleep. I was trying to, you know, but I was like, that's a, that reminds me of a real adult conversation. Two adults. It was a beautiful conversation where we both felt heard, which feels so good. And we both felt like seen and heard, which is the key to, to feeling all right, to knowing you matter. Yeah. And that's what's the demise in relationships so often is we're not really seeing and hearing each other, hearing what the other person needs. Right. We're going with our old patterns. And I really didn't hear and see David. And then he therefore didn't really hear and see me. And then when I said, I was like, we're not communicating. We need to go to therapy. What the fuck are we doing? This isn't fun. Sometimes it's just not meant to be. It's meant to be for a period of time. That's right. Relationship. Sometimes relationships. That. And we try right. really hard to keep them right. And, and that's a, 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 you know, as you should, but that's, you got to go at one point. Okay. I see this. I'm not, I can't be offended. This relationship has changed this much, and we move on. What about mutual friends? Now, did you feel like you lost mutual friends, Lee, when you, uh, you know? 100%. There was a group of Chicago folks that Dave came from Chicago with the guys. All the guys got married. We all had kids together. We were together every holiday. And one of the group literally said, we're with Dave. You're not coming to the holiday party. And I was like, Dave and I haven't even made our own boundaries yet. What? And to feel that in the crux of your heartache, wow! I was like, well, that's the one of the meanest things anyone's ever said. It's such a vulnerable time for me and my children and the hell we've been through. But what I found is as you continue to evolve and love yourself, yeah. organically, the people fall away who are lower lover energy, who are gossiping and drunks and all of these things. And you go, wow, as much as that hurt, that cord being ripped, I'm so much lighter yeah. and i can now fill it with people who mean something to me yeah well you know what i say when uh those issues where they're like we want to be with dave or whatever fuck them that's why i say fuck you thank you thank you i really and if i thought about it i really never loved hanging out with you i say fuck them. i thought that's you know because your world well, does you, get Lee, like you just said it was a whole group of people that he brought with him from chicago so just by proxy you're like okay we're all friends yeah. and now you get to go and choose your own high frequency oh frequency. my gosh it feels so good i'm having the time of my freaking life yeah wow but you do have a moment when, when you when someone says something like that to you or you go 
you know, uh, it, it is hurtful. And it then you my heart. go, shit. Okay. I, you know, uh, that, that made things easier. They are connected. It's like when you, you, you say, think you're close to your in-laws till you get a divorce and then you're, you know, some, some will stay, but then, and then they're, they're shitty. And then you go, well, thank God for that too. Cause if they had been shitty, I would have had to maintain a relationship with them for whatever. And it's sometimes it's good to just have a fucking blank slate. Just start over. I love that. Yeah. Spell it with choose. You get to choose what you want, who you surround yourself with, the thoughts you let in. You get to choose. I only put shit in the, I feel good. That uplifts yeah. me. That encourages yeah. me. That, and, and I only give what helps. I yeah. shut the tongue if I want to gossip. I'm like, shut the hell up. What low level bullshit. There's no time for that. Yeah. Yeah, How no, did your kids take it? How are they doing? Was it like a shock at first? Because that's a big family. It's one thing if you have one or two kids, but you've got a whole community living in your house. We were all in hell watching the demise of our family. Yeah. We were all in hell watching this really amazing human being show up in a different way that we weren't familiar with and going, where are, what are you doing? And so we all, I openly wept. I openly was frustrated. I openly, I didn't ever hold anything. And my kids would hold me or they'd say, stop crying, get over it. And I was like, you have no idea how much I'm, you know what I mean? So there was this open dialogue, you know, and everyone got to experience it their way. But when he moved out, we were all crumbled because this, we had something sweet. Yeah. Tell me the ages of your, give me a sampling of how the you know, it, this started when my daughter Eve right now, I want to just start with her. She's 12. Yeah. This started when she was three and ended Dave moving out when she was nine. So her formative years was that. Yeah. yeah. My other kids got to see Dave as Dave, as a fun dad who played with them and engaged. It was a blast. It made us crack up. So they kind of knew that. Eve's kind of only known now. So it's very interesting, but everyone went through their own shit, handling it their way, closed off. Some were angry, a couple smoked pot. You know, it's just like everyone's finding their own way as I was. Yeah. But I think now we're at this really beautiful, solid place where everyone's back in the groove. Yeah. 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 Eve is 12. She's tall, right? I met her at the, at the, uh, uh, I bet. She's the always been tallest in her class. Yeah. And you know, it made me think my daughter, Quinn is the tallest person in her class of boys and girls. And Jax is by far the biggest kid in this class. And I think uh, it's harder for girls. I sense because everybody's like, your son, yeah, it's amazing. he is huge, you know. And I think with girls, you're a little bit like, oh, you look around like, okay, I'd rather be I'd average. Be it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I, I, I think that's true for most girls, yeah. but Eve could give a shit. Yeah, I said that too. She's like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when awesome. people say something, anything to her, she's like, what are you talking about? I remember she was sitting like this on the couch when she was like five. Yeah. Yeah. With a skirt on and her underwear open. And yeah. I just passed by and I said, hey, Eve, you know, when you wear a skirt, you should bring your knees together. She goes, why? Go, because you don't want to show your crotch when you're a lady in a skirt. She goes, uh -huh. but she goes, I thought you said this was my safe space. <laughs> and I said, duly noted, darling, keep your yeah. legs open. It's funny because she stood out. I really, I little talking to her. Cause she, I feel like she had a flannel shirt on. There's people at that premiere dressing like they're going to the fucking Oscars. And she was just like very comfortable. Oh. I was like that, that, I get that. I, get I, that. I just had pictures where this photographer came over. All my kids look like a million bucks. And I had kind of a neutral theme, kind of warm. Eve came out with a hooded sweatshirt, zipped up in sweatpants. And my daughters were like, Eve, go change. She's like, this is my dress up out. Yeah. And we were like, all right. Come in your gap dress up outfit. She's finding her, her, that's her, she's finding her lane, you know. When you got that many kids in the family, it's hard. You got, you go, okay, the one sister is this, I'm not gonna be that. You know what? And you gotta, you know, find your lane. And she's also the baby. She's and her two sisters are like supermodels. I mean, yeah, my older no. girls look like supermodels, and yeah. Eve's just like, whatever. That boy, there's a boy. And they're like, you wanna put some makeup on you, Eve, for the picture? <laughs> no. You know, she just marches to her own drum and I freaking love it. Yeah, that's a great thing. That's a great thing. Uh, are you, uh, do you, are you looking for, I mean, you had all these uh, hookups, uh, blowjobs, reach arounds. I don't know what you're doing with your- All of it. But uh, are you uh, in a relationship right now? Um, I am not in a relationship right now. So after I went through that, broke up with the guy, I took about nine months off oh. going- focus on you, do your shit. Right. Yeah. And then around nine months later, I got on Bumble the first time and I saw a guy's face and I lit up and we ended up dating for a year and a half. I remember that. And, and, and you saw his face. Like, did you say, Oh, I know him. No, or I saw his face. And I was like, Oh, I love his smiling eyes. I love his chin. I love how his face is shaped. And so I swipe right, read about him. Great things. And at the bottom, it said Seattle. I had swiped and said hi to get it started. And then I went back and he said, hi. I go, do you live in Seattle? It's like, yeah. I go, why in the hell did you come up in my feed? And he was on travel mode. Uh, and I said, well, Seattle's too far for me, but I sure do love your face. And yeah. then he said, um, I'm actually planning on moving to Los Angeles next spring. And I said, well, if I'm not dating anyone or married, let's have a date. Yeah. And then he said, I'm actually in Newport Beach with my son for a week, if you want to meet. And then the next day I went and hung by with him by the pool because his son went to Disneyland. And we went out that night and then we stayed together for a year and a half. How old's his son? How old's his son? Great story. <laughs> triplets. They were 24. Oh, Jesus. Wait, he had triplets? His son had triplets. But they're 24. They're, they're, uh, they're not babies. Like yeah, they're not in the home. Yeah. Per se. Oh, yeah. got it. And you did a year and a half with this guy. And when did you know you, you saw his face, you liked it, you swiped right or whatever you call it, you communicated. All of a sudden now he's coming to LA, which is a home run. 
And we flew back and forth every two weeks for a year and a half. Oh my gosh, that's fun. Right away you did that? So when my Dave had my kids, I'd fly for a week to Seattle. It was a blast. You're committed. That's amazing. I think that's I so fun and refreshing. And, you know, why not have the honeymoon phase for a while, especially now after being with someone for so long? But, yeah. you know, it, we had a freaking blast. We went to Hawaii twice. He flew me up. I mean, I go always to Seattle and then we go up and down the Washington coast. Holy hell, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And he'd take me to resorts and we get champagne and have caviar. I was like, uh, well, and yeah. also I'm sure you probably felt after the last few years of your not fun marriage, you probably were like, you need to be adored and you deserve it. Yes, it was heaven. And then there were tiny things that were popping out that I was like, what the hell just happened? Oh. Like one, one time yeah. at the beginning, we go for a long walk by the water in Tacoma. We get massages and we sit at this restaurant overlooking the 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 sea. And it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And this man comes up and says, Hi, my name's Kevin. I'm your waiter. And Billy's like, What? You know, what are the what are the specials? And the guy says the specials. He goes, I don't like any of them. Get that off the table. And I was like, Oh no. I've never been to this restaurant. Tell me all about it. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So then I was kind of going, maybe he's having a bad day. I don't know what the fuck just happened. He's so, having an affair with the waiter. <laughs> No, a man. So obvious. So Kevin, so he's just a dick, or he's like. But so Kevin comes back, and he's only talking to me. And then the guys that I'm dating goes, "That's not the smartest guy, is it?" And I go, "Why?" He goes, "Because he's not even speaking to me, and I'm paying the bill." I go, "I wouldn't speak to you either. You treated him like shit." Yeah. He goes, "What are you talking about?" Anyway, little things like that would sprinkle every once in a while. Then at the end, they got more compact. You're gonna like this. Um, at the end, they got more compact and I was like, what, we got to go to therapy. Cause I can't communicate. I'm suffocating here. And you're like saying things and I'm pretending you didn't say it. I don't know if you have Alzheimer's what the hell's going on. <laughs> go to the therapist once. Oh, I called the Alzheimer's guy. I, my friend is curing Alzheimer's at Harvard. He's a yeah. head geneticist. I'm I like brain him. tumor. What is it? I go, this guy just said, I'm going to take you to the dog park. And then I go, Oh, I'd love to go to the dog park. I'm excited. We're going. He goes, I never said I, I'm like, do you have dementia? Oh. So we I tell this therapist this, we go one time, two times, third time he couldn't go. And I said, you know, it's this thing he does and this thing, and he's mean to waiters. And she goes, Lee, I know you're going to hate to hear this. Every specific characteristic you're saying is the exact characteristics of a narcissist. I'd never known that. Mm. And I was like, oh, she goes, listen to this book. And it's called, should I stay or should I go? Yep. I listened to it in two days. I was like, it's a, it's a pathological thing. There's no working right. with it. No mm. empathy. I had no idea. So I was like, as soon as I knew I couldn't work, cause I'm all in to do my work. And I'm Maybe like, a serial killer. I was out. Good. So he did this thing where he would break up with me. If I go out at night <gasps> and been all night going, where are you? You're, oh, you're, you're no. and he'd break up with me in the morning. So he did that two days after I'd listened to the book mm -hmm. and he said, we're over. And I said, okay, great. Done. Oh my gosh. That's why so I had a blast and I learned the lesson. Pay attention to the first freaking red flag. Yeah. Don't yeah. wait until they get bunched up. You and it get that painful feeling in your gut about something they do. That's your intuition. That's whatever telling you. But you got a whole bunch of free trips. Yeah. I mean, you I mean at least he had like money and he wasn't just like some guy you were taking care of. <laughs> 
He reminded me of what I want, what I'm worth, and what's coming. And I'm grateful. I I was going to say, that's what I get from that. I felt like once I did start dating, I felt like the universe was reporting to me that the elements that you say you want in someone exist um, and you're just getting little glimpses of it and and you'll, you know, eventually get there. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. And now what I say is, God, I'm so excited because of the work I've done here and the happiness I have by myself. I'm so excited the person that's coming one day and I pray for him. But I think it's uh, it's really funny to me, too, that you thought he had Alzheimer's because you you would have stayed with him if he had Alzheimer's. But when you figure out it's the narcissism, first of all, you you're a you're a person that wants to fix people. So no, you're like, I'm not. Once I feel like you've seen something through, like what she went through, your tolerance for dealing with something like that oh, is bullshit. a zero. It's a negative. So anybody, I feel like, you know, what I, what I don't do is something's going on in the relationship is his fault. Fuck no, we're 50, 50 and everything. So I explore my part because I really will never, if I choose to get married again, I will marry someone that I know we can work together. No matter what comes, we have common interests. He makes me freaking laugh. He's smart. And I learn from him. Like I want, I want a counterpart to me. I want an explorer who's cool as shit and likes to have fun and is kind and does things for other people. And you still want to uh, fuck them. It's a yeah, yeah. I'll it's only a, marry him if I want to fuck him. And once I'm in that zone, yeah. I'm like all in. Yeah. I think let's you, experiment. Let's explore. I think a 90-year-old guy, 95, rich, and just wants, you know, just worships you and likes taking you around and being at things and stuff and and then, uh, and then he dies and you get the money. Now, I, don't, so I, don't, I have that right now. I have a fellow it. right now who's maybe a billionaire who yeah. I do things with and he wants to be romantic with me, right? And I don't feel it. But he's like, if you can be my girl, I'm going to take you around the world and your life's going to change. And I was like, wow, it's interesting because I am going to be with a man who I want to jump on. Yeah. And yeah. no amount of money you know, it, it's, I, now I welcome money. I look forward to it because you can do fun shit and help a lot of people and do good stuff. Right. Money is a beautiful thing that I haven't given a, enough recognition and, and desire to be a part of right now I am, but I know that if I would have sex or make out or, give, you know, that all of the money worries would be gone, but I want to walk next to a man who I'm proud that we are I can go horseback riding or diving or hiking, or I want to go explore the world. This guy's a lovely man and I really like him, but he did say the other day, because I used to make a joke to him, we need to find a bed and breakfast. That's what I called her. She beds you and she makes us both breakfast in the morning. I said, let's find a bed and breakfast. We'll travel the three of us. You'll have fun with me all over. We'll have the time of your life. And then she makes out with you and makes us breakfast. And we'll go on our- Front of the house and back of the house. Right? And he laughed about it, but now he's like, no, I want that to all to be you. And I'm just like, yeah. So he kind of got upset and said, we're done. But then he called me and just asked me to go have dinner. So, well, Lee, let me ask this question. Now you get this other woman and there's three of them, which, uh, 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 have you ever, did you, have you had a lesbian experience since you've been divorced? 
I've never had a lesbian experience. Oh, you go. We'll see. Isn't that interesting? But I would, if I was attracted to a woman, I would be open. What you what you do is you find a woman you're attracted to and get her hooked up with this guy, and then it's the three of yous, and then you're like, <laughs> three of yous, you see, <laughs> yes. see. Yeah. I love when Tom speaks old timey. Yeah. The human touch. I have to say this, and you do miss that. And uh, so uh, important. I'm also lucky. My kids have never seen their mom and I hug. Right? It's not like, oh, there was a great relationship, and now what? Where is that? But you don't like. You'll say, I'd like it if I, this guy gave me a massage, or uh, <laughs> or I gave him a massage. And it seems to me, my experience is guys be like, yeah, I'd really like to do that. I'll give you a massage. But you can't. It's hard to not turn a massage into a, a sexy thing. <laughs> I know. It's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with somebody that you're romantic with. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. definitely going to lead to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about your girlfriends? You know, were you the first of your friends to get a divorce or one of the last? And how did they treat you or support you during that or not support you? <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to think like the whole Chicago crew, they're all still married. Yeah. Not saying that's good or not, but they're right. all still married. They don't exist. I don't, I don't know if I have a friend who's divorced per se. I, I hang out now with a couple of couples that I love so much. I love the man and the woman. And we hang out all the time. We go out to dinner. I, and it's not weird. It's weird. Yeah. Well, I'm you, uh, my life. Yeah. Now, uh, can you, cause you're on the other side of this and I do know you long enough. I know you actually a long time. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you're on the other side of this, but do you, have, do you look back on, on, things that you did that were like, oh, I'm so embarrassed I did that. I, I must not have had any self-esteem. I did during the break or during the trying to make this this marriage work, relationship work, everything. And the, and the shit I said. Can I answer? Could you wait one second? It's my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Eve. Hey, mom, are you here? No, you have to stay in aftercare. I forgot that I was having a podcast I'm doing right now. Thanks a lot, mom. I told the school. <laughs> she hung up on me. <laughs> no, no. Okay, <laughs> she, I, I, everything I know about her, I love her. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lee, what's your schedule? Yeah, how do you work out schedule um, for people that are listening that maybe have more than two kids? How do you work out a schedule with five yeah. kids? Do you just what do you do? What does that mean? Like, for example, my ex uh, is not working currently, so. We don't have a set schedule. So I basically week to week go to him and say, okay, like I've got to do the radio this day, this day, and this day. Can yeah. you take her? So how do you guys Monica, That's a great situation. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's really, it matters who your ex is. My husband doesn't yeah. work with me, right? <laughs> so we we are 55th, my husband. That's what I, I have. I'm writing that down because during the divorce, I couldn't say my estranged husband and he right, wasn't my you, ex yet. So I was just like my husband. Uh, yeah. Husband. That's but he he doesn't communicate with me. Our deal is 50-50. I didn't yeah. want to agree to it because he does stand up every weekend. So he's gone Thursday to Monday. I have him almost all the time. Right. But I don't, I don't get the child support for it. So I follow our plan yeah. he doesn't right but i will book things when it's dave's week oh yeah i want to go out of town i book it during dave's week and right. then he says and then he says you know i was going out of town uh -huh. 
why would you book that? I go, I don't know any of your schedule. You're supposed to put it in. We're supposed to. If you family do wizard or yeah, what are you supposed, supposed to, to ask me two weeks before? I'm going to go out of town these dates. Are you available to, to, to have the kids at your home? And I'll say, yes, but I'm not available to cover your driving shifts. Then it's his job to get the driving covered. Oh, good. I have things planned. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. He's not going with the things. So what I do is, luckily, I have some kids who can drive now. Right. And I let them know. And before, you know, there's a lot of gaslighting still that the kids would get mad at me if I'd say, can you pick up? But it's his day and he's supposed to be asking. Yeah. Not doing it. So they're all mad at me. And I'm like. Oh right. God. And you're like, wait a second. And also you probably have to throw in that look. If you want to have a car and you want to have all these things, you have to work with us. Yeah. It takes courage to, to do what you do. Uh, uh, both of you guys, the way you got your custody stuff, because uh, my, since I've never said no, the idea of perfect thing was 50, 50 to me too. And, uh, and then add some extra dad, daughter, dad, son, extra stuff. And, uh, I don't know if it was what she was worried about the, the alimony or the alimony. I get to stop paying eventually, but the child in March. But the deal is, but I have never said no to them coming back early, and that really fucks up your personal life because you don't yeah. you know, get something planned. You're this, or all of a sudden now they got to go to the improv with you and sit there. Uh, but but you know, I, part of it's uh, uh, my insecurity. Part of it's I do this myself. Well, this is they're only going to be kids. What you know whatever for so long but that to you to have that stability and both of you guys are dealing with uh, people that don't have you know i mean uh, somebody could your husband you can count on that you can count on right and that's what's hard is that they know that like my ex knows that monica's the fucking hbic she's the ceo she knows every date and everything and she's got everything covered my deal is i get them more of the time whether i want them or not that's beside the point Take emotions out of it. We have an agreement. Yeah. Not the reality. Yeah. And I say, David, I'm having him three weeks in a row. I get money for two weeks. I don't have enough to buy dinner. Right. And and and, uh, and give me X amount for your week because that's what I would get if I had them. And yeah. he gives me $100. And it gets nothing. So I say to the kids, I'm not buying groceries. <laughs> your father won't give me the money. Oh, my God. Text him to deposit it yeah. in your accounts. You know, I'm like, if you yeah. won't give it to me because you have to, that's your only control you have is to withhold mm -hmm. what you, yeah. I'm supposed to be getting. Thank God then, my ex-husband is generous. I'm like, enjoy yeah. that. But I have to be honest with the kids. I, I get enough to cover almost my bills. I pay the mortgage. I pay everything on the house. I pay, you know, all, all everything. Mm -hmm. And I have an almost enough to get to the end of the month. So my credit cards are pretty full. You know, it's like, if I want to do anything past that, and then Dave's like, get a job. And I'm like, all right, dude, you're never here. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking the kids up and taking them with yeah. the help of Are you going to hire a full-time nanny? To oh, you want me to get that? a job doing some job. And then you're going to pay for a full-time person to t take our kids. Right. Like, why don't you just want me to do it? Yeah. But I'm happy. I'm like, I'll jump in, but then I know that there's a huge gap and he won't jump in to fix, to be a part of making it fall. Are you comfortable with the people that, uh, that your ex has look out for the kids when they're on his time? Is it, or do you know who the babysitters are, who the daddies are? Is that, that, that seems like a, an area where you, 
you'd want to be comfortable. Oh, yeah, because yeah. mine are older, you know. I, I know, that's handy, and they drive. My twins are 17, and one of them drives, so I leave. And can they babysit the younger oh, yeah. one? Yeah, so thank God. And the and younger I'm... one's like 35, even though she's 12. Exactly. Right. She puts herself to bed, she gets her ass up, oh, she packs her bag. Because Tom bottle. and I bitch about, you know, when girlfriends ask me to go out to dinner, it's like, well, now I've got, the dinner's going to cost me $100. A babysitter is going to cost me at least a hundred, hundred twenty-five, because no one will babysit for less than like twenty-five dollars an hour. You know, it's just everything just adds up. It's a big event. You had to go out. Yeah, and it's it's because you, when you waste stuff, you go, okay, I can do this at the improv for two fifty. The babysitter will be at least half of that, because that twenty-five seems to be the which they deserve. You don't want to lowball something. I am. I wish I was living late and late by you and your your seventeen-year-old could take care of my kids. In our day, teenagers from the neighborhood would babysit, believe me. Right? Yeah. That's how I made my money. I make like yeah. $300 a week babysitting. And these, I feel like these teenagers now though too, like I, you know, Megan, Tom from the radio, like her daughter's yeah. 17. She's babysat a couple times. Well, now she has a boyfriend and she just can't ever babysit. You know, it's like, you just can't get anybody reliable. You don't also want to do, oh, you can babysit, but you can bring your boyfriend over. Right. I know for being a 17 year old boyfriend that you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. If Dave's out of town and it's my week off and I plan something, um, I'll, and it's Dave's week off, I'll ask my daughter Margo to stay here at my home. And yeah. then I asked Dave to pay her. Mm -hmm. That's for great. Her time. That's great. I mean, you, you, in a perfect world, you don't say your dad should pay for it. He has it, but you have to. And I, I've done a thing where way back the kids are like, mom says she has no money. You don't give her any money. I go, I, I give her $10,000 to take, to, to help with you guys. Yeah. I did that once, which is true, but then they don't ask again. They're like, and I don't really say anything bad about Dave, but I, I've taken myself out of him kind of gaslighting and making me look bad. Yes. Yeah. When that happens, I set them down and I say, I want to share with you the reality. Okay. Yeah. That's I've never, I, I, I love your daddy, despite yeah. what happened. Yeah. I never want to hurt him. Yeah. And he says, I'm a money hungry, you know what, and all these things, but I'm not. It's yeah. just, a, it's the basic facts of our contract that we both agreed to. I said, just honor that. I will keep them four weeks in a straight, but I need those two weeks extra money. So I'm not drowning and maxed out of my credit card. Yeah. So it's fairness. I'm I'm about that. And I remember when my son used to go to Dave's Dave's house and he was very angry still from all the addiction stuff, his mind, you know, he's he's very mad. And he would speak about me so so poorly that when my son came back, it took him four days to warm up to me because he had so much anger thrown on him. Yeah. I wouldn't go, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? I would just let him have it because I didn't want to add more to it. Yeah, I just that's really gonna personal. fuck him up. I thought yeah. it's too hard on him to handle this and come back to his mom who he loves, yeah. and he can't even know what to do with me because he's holding all these things for his dad who he loves. Yeah. So I was just always never said anything and just let him unwind and then picked up back with our sweetness. Yeah. Has, I, I, has he remarried or moved? You know, he had a girlfriend that I adored. And why I why I why did I adore her? She um was so kind with Eve. Mm -hmm. And Dave was nicer to Eve when she was there. 
So I always try, when I heard they broke up, one time Dave came over and said something and he had just lost a friend and they, you know, they broke up and something else. And he was really like upset. And I was really feeling for him all that was going on. And then I texted her after and I said, Hey, I heard you guys broke up and David's really torn up about it. And I'm so sad that you're both sad. Or I said something which kind of opened her a little bit and they got back together. I was so happy. They always don't ever. And I know this from my friends, they break up with somebody. And, and I, men will go, yeah, I'm glad because she's a fucking bitch. I hated her. They get back together and then you're out. That's it. Yeah, I never do that. Yeah. I, I really liked them together because Dave had someone caring for him and he was kind to Eve and she was kind to Eve. And then she would like to go over there because she was there. I feel like that's the best case scenario that you could ask for when you have kids is that you actually like the other person and they're nice to your yeah. kids. They broke up. That you could be kind they got of, back together though. No, yeah. or they broke up again. Oh, so final. Well, you guys will get back together. Don't worry. Um Do you I, think so? Wait, no. I have a question for you. Do you exactly. think that you could that you will never live together again, but could date each other? Here's what happened. We'll be a family. What do you think? We were unequally yoked for so long that it went like this, right? And it took me pain to realize we were done it's ran its course and i'm at peace with that now yeah would i love him at my house as a nice person yes would i love him and his girl or me and my man or just me and him and his girl with the kids at christmas yes but will i ever be with him again no because i have risen to this different plane of what's okay in my life and what's not and if he did that work and rose to meet me and we saw each other in this new loving light and we could communicate in a new way from our evolved selves, mm-hmm. everything is possible. Yeah. That's not even in the realm of our, our reality right now. So that's not even something for me to ponder. I, do you remember when uh, Dave, your ex-husband and I got to fight in your front yard? <laughs> and Bradley Cooper was fighting Dax Shepard. That was all, that was a great fucking day. I had a full day planned. And yeah. your ass walked in, Dax Shepard and the Bradley Cooper. I was like, I'm going to set up a craft service table. Yeah. yeah, you did. I really appreciate that about you. I wanted to look at these guys a little bit. It was for actually Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he's he's very. You guys can fight in my front yard anytime. So they did something they were shooting, right? And they got oh. in a fight and they were all uh, fighting. The movie, so I was like, the movie. <laughs> Listen, I have to say this too. Last thing, it's important. They, you get you get these uh, breakups or hostile or whatever that the kids are over here the kids are over here and kids do they will take advantage of that they will and and so oh, yeah. the last four years that my assistant Sasha who's very nice she's not like a daddy she's like a aunt, crazy aunt but she will and it, when it first happened I was so uncomfortable the, one of the kids was yelling I'm sure it was my son at me and she said don't talk to your dad like that and it would it stopped all of us because we never and i felt like she can't talk to my kids like that but it's effective it's a boundary don't hear that you know and you're like that's fine i you know uh Mm -hmm. to hear it from somebody another adult who's very much a part of the family i mean it was it took me a while to get because i swallowed like oh i I, i'm not comfortable with so anyone talking to my kids like that even though yeah. You grew up without boundaries. Right. Yeah. Your mom hits over drunk, hits over Christmas tree, your dad laughs. There's no boundaries. The yeah. truth is, 
Don't come to my home drunk. Yeah. Don't expose my children to that anymore. Boundaries show children. Boundaries are how children know that they're loved. When yeah. there are no boundaries, nothing freaking matters and they can have whatever they want. Yeah, they need to hear no. They yeah. need to hear make your bed. They need to hear pick up the dog poop. No, I'm not making you dinner till you do your part. This is a family for Christ. You know, they need boundaries because it, it makes them feel safe. Yeah. Otherwise, they're all over the face like little pigs. Yeah. I, well, Wait, I have a question. I feel like we're not done talking, yet I have to race over to pick up my kid from the bus. Do we want to, would anybody be open to a part two next week pickup? Because I feel like I still have more questions. More about what, what Lee's doing now. Yes, what? I want to know what or Lee's doing now. Or Tom. And divorce. Do you know, I was a divorce coach in Beverly Hills for the Vesta Divorce Team. They have pods all over the nation. I was sharing about what I was hurting from my divorce. And how I was getting out of the hurt. Yes. And I got a call saying, will you be our divorce coach? Um, you better vote part two. I want part two because I want to be part of this too. Is that okay? I'll come okay. over and sit next to you next week. 100%. Thanks, Lee. I'll go get my daughter who's mad. Okay, go get your daughter. I'm going to get mine. And I'll group Thanks text so today and let's make it happen. You're Thanks. amazing. I can't wait to see you again. I love you guys. Okay. Bye. D-I-V-O-R-C. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.